Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Millennial Motherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Charles, and we are back with another episode. How are you guys doing today? It's a pretty good day over here in Atlanta, Georgia. It's pretty sunny. It's it's supposed to be like 70 degrees today, so you already know that folks are about to be out. Um, But I am so excited to come to you guys today with this new episode. I'm excited to talk about the topic. And today we're going to be talking about positive self-talk for our kids and as adults too, but mainly for how I utilize positive self-talk and how I even got to the point where or I knew how to use positive self-talk for my daughter, Abby. We're back. And I want to start off with saying that I knew that when Abby was in my belly from the beginning that her love language would be words of affirmation or one of her love languages would be words of affirmation because I used to talk to her in the belly a lot and she was always responsive when I did that. Um, So I knew from a very early on that that was something that was going to be important to her. Um, So when I was thinking about this episode, I started to think about how I grew up And I don't remember receiving an abundance of positive self-talk, let alone like taught. I wasn't taught about it. You know what I mean? It's the difference between receiving something and then somebody teaching you how to give that to yourself. I don't really remember a lot of that. Now, granted, we don't remember a lot of things from our childhood and that's fair. So I even tried to go back to like middle school, high school age And I have more memories about being told what I should not do versus of the things that I am capable of doing, if that makes any sense, right? Um, I also knew at a very young age that words carried a lot of weight for me. I'm a person, obviously people love to see action and I understand that and I appreciate action too, but the verbal aspect of how people treat me generally lasts longer than that of their actions. Actions are very, you know, in the moment, (laughs) you know, people can do things um, and show you, people can do things and show you that they're loving and that it's positive or whatever. But for me, that verbal was always something bigger. Um, So I know now, it took me a a long time, actually. I know now that the adults that were in my life as a child, they weren't really equipped to providing me the things that I needed when it came to positive self-talk and when it came to actually anything in that, of that nature. And I know that because they didn't receive it. Now, my mom did explain a lot of things to me as I became an adult that made a lot of her parenting more clear to me when I was younger. Um, but I realized after just watching the adults in my family and the people that were around me as a child, I realized that y'all don't love yourself. <laughs> you don't love yourselves, which is why you couldn't empower me as a child to love myself either. Um, so it's, it's really unfortunate. It's one of those things where you just kind of have to learn from those mistakes and be wise enough and strong enough to not repeat the pattern Not everybody is there. Not everybody can do that. But I definitely took that approach of I'm going to use what people say that I cannot do and basically try to like improve them wrong. An example of that, because this happened like the lack of positive self-talk 
it was happening up until like my mid 20s. And that was around the time where I had decided to move to New York, New York City. And I was going to grad school there. I was going to move there. And that was going to be my big transition as an adult. And I remember the people in my church. Yes, my church. You know, long story. Um, Another day, another dollar. But that was, they were so adamant on the fact that, you know, they would say things like, oh, New York is too, it's too busy. It's dirty. It's hard to make it there. It's so expensive. You're going to come back real soon. You're not going to like, they just was really trying to put it in my head that I was, that it wasn't the place for me and that it wasn't somewhere where I could be successful. And like my dream couldn't come true. Mind you, these same people knew that I had been talking about going to grad school in New York, moving to New York for years, for for at least 10 years. And it was odd to me that they saw all that I had accomplished before that and they still they still didn't believe in me. And then I just I know now that they just didn't believe in themselves and it's something that they didn't acquire. This it's not something that they were able to do themselves so they just tried to portray that same push that same thing on me and I surely proved them wrong I went to New York City I graduated with my master's I worked at the same time I had my own apartment I met my husband there got married you know started a made a new family there like everything they told me that I couldn't do I was able to do there so boohoo to them um so like I said, you know, I used a lot of that negativity to empower me to and to prove them wrong and to know that that is not the way that I want to raise my child. That's not the way that I want my family to, you know, maneuver through things. Like, I just think that that's a, it's just, it, it's honestly, it's just sad. It's sad that people, there are adults out in the world that find it necessary to belittle and to not fully equip kids with the knowledge of, you know, they can do anything and they just rather see the kids be just like them. Miserable, afraid, lonely, depressed, like it, it's really sickening. Um, so once I found out that I was pregnant, I knew that I would put a strong emphasis on positive self-talk and being more verbal and a better communicator with my child. Um... And so the first thing I did, um, I made sure that I was giving myself the positive self-talk. I made sure that, you know, I was very adamant on the things that I can do, not the things that I cannot do. And it's the simple thing is go lead by example. You know, your children do what you do. They mimic you. They, um, they're sponges. So anything they see their parent do or say, they're going to want to do the same thing. So I had to make sure from the beginning that I started that while Abby was in the womb, taking care of myself, setting boundaries, making sure that I knew and I believed in the things that I was saying. Like I believed in my self-worth. I believed in the boundaries that I was setting. I believed that I can acquire and have all the things I wanted to. Now, let me just caveat and say, I'm not perfect. I'm human. So yes, there are down days. Yes, there are times where you don't feel happy about you know things in life. But as long as you, that core and that foundational part is there that you you know, that you know how to snap back into it, you know, you're all good. Um, some other things that I did with Abby in the beginning. Another thing that I did as far as positive self-talk and making sure that it was something that was consistent in my daughter's life was after she was born, I made sure that other people were aware of how we want, how we choose to speak to her, how we choose to teach her. 
how to love herself and self-talk. So a lot of the, a lot of language that people would use and say things like you can't do that or using a lot of use of the word no. I understand kids have to hear the word no. I understand the importance of it. I'm an educator. I get it. An overuse of the word no, though, can really deter a kid from being fearless and to believing that, you know, everything is cut off for them. So I tried to, not I tried, I made sure that was very clear with the people that was around her. Like I said before, I talked to her in the belly. I also read to her in the belly and I kept that same energy as afterwards. So to this day, I she gets read to before bedtime every night. Now she will start reading to me, which is really cool and fun. Uh, but some examples of books that, and I'll share all this in the description box, but some examples of some books that she loved from the beginning. Her favorite book in the beginning was Feminist Baby by Lauren Brantz. Really cool, hardcover book. So cute. Very simple. It's, you know, very short phrases that she now uses um, on herself. Another book is um, I Am Truly by Kelly Greenwalt. Another cute one has a little black girl on front. I love the fact that it has, you know, it's representing her and somebody that looks like her. Says things like, I am strong, I am skillful, I am a born leader. Like, that book was really awesome. Um, another one was, well, two other ones. Well, this one is This Little Trailblazer. So it gives examples of little girls doing great things and I think that's important too for her to be able to read and know that there are you know as a girl you can do anything and here are examples of how you know what the, of what that looks like another book I like is Dear Girl this was given to her by her auntie T.T. Maya Joy um this one's by Amy Cruz Rosenthal I'll like I said I'll put everything down there this one's super cute um it's really she's you know she's it's all about no, understanding your flaws and accepting them and I think that's really important and positive um and the last one that we read a lot was um this one was also given to her by her auntie this one's called uh T.T. Court this one's called Matthew by Matthew Paul Turner the name of it is When God Made You and this one is just talking about how everything about you is special and God made you for a reason and you are you because of you know because of that and that's what and that's all you need so I thought those, those books were some of our favorites that we like to read that we read a lot um and now like she just picks out other things but those are something that we laid that we used to read to lay that groundwork when your kid starts talking make sure they use the same language you know what I'm saying like kids like I said are sponges so you want to make sure that they are practicing what you're preaching it's different from you showing them and you telling them but if they are not doing it, then how do you know they're learning it, right? I believe that our practice with positive self-talk as she was as she's been growing has been working because, and I know that it's been working because she uses it towards herself and towards us. Simple thing like when we started potty training and we would, you know, oh, I can only speak for myself. Daddy does it too, but I can only speak for myself. But all that celebration and championing when she did go to the bathroom and when she didn't or when she had an accident, she now uses it towards us. Like she will tell us if we're using the bathroom, I'm so proud of you. That's so good. Good job. And she uses it towards herself too. Like she'll go to the bathroom and like, good job, Abby. I'm so proud of you. And just to hear her use that type of language towards herself at such a young age is so encouraging and so exciting. 
And it may sound really trivial to some people, but it's something that it takes people years, years, decades to get to. So I'm happy that she is so confident in herself and she's confident enough to, you know, know that it's okay to talk to herself like that. Some of her favorite things to talk about or just some of her favorite positive self-talk phrases are, I can do anything. She likes to say, I'm so proud of you, meaning talking to herself. Um, She'll say, good job. What's another one? I can do it. That's a good one. And she used that one on me yesterday. And another one, uh, I'm brave when it comes to something, some scary stuff. We did go through a spell of like scary things. Like she was afraid of everything, her shadow, ants, anything she saw that did not look friendly. She knows she would say she's afraid of it. Um, And so we worked I'm brave in there for that one and then another one was that she likes is I like my hair she is a true girly girl loves to get her hair done and like it just is such a cute feeling to see her like enjoy her natural hair enjoy especially when it's big and out I usually keep it braided but when she when it's out and big she goes in the mirror and she shakes her hair and she runs her hands through and she's like I'm so pretty I love my hair And to some people that may sound vain, but do you know how many black girls out there who hate their natural hair? You know how many black women out there who hate their natural hair? And the fact that at a young age, she has developed such a love for her natural hair is just so exciting to me. Um, Another big thing that changed the trajectory of Abby using positive self-talk was actually done with her auntie, Titi Maya Joy. And she had this, I was struggling with potty training. And Abby really wanted to like stay in the mindset of, I'm a baby. That's what she would say. I'm a baby. And I was, she was with her auntie for a weekend and she had to have this talk with her. And she was like, you know, you're not a baby anymore, Abby. Like you say you can do anything, but babies can't do anything. You're a big girl. Like, you know, giving her that motivation. I don't know the full speech. That was a gist of it. And I promise y'all within the next week Abby was pot she was going to the bathroom on her own now obviously she's still learning so she had some mistakes had some accidents but it really like whatever that what however deep that conversation that talk impacted her it flipped a switch with her and she was she started just believing that she could do the things that she was saying and she you know got out of that that baby narrative and you know yes they are our babies they will always our kids will always be our babies but we have to teach them to believe that they can do more and they can grow and develop I feel like as parents we're so afraid of our children growing because we know what it's on the other side of that like we're adults we've lived through that especially what's going on now with this you know Panera Bread um But it's our job to teach them that they can be fearless. And if we don't fulfill that duty, then you're you're raising children who are going to be afraid of everything, who are going to have anxiety all the time, who will deal, you know, will struggle with their confidence and will just not, they just won't develop and grow as healthy adults. And the last thing we need is a, is another generation of unhealthy adults, you know, unstable (laughs) emotionally unwell, you know, people in the world. That's not what we need. Um, And the last important thing about, for me, and this honestly is probably the biggest thing for me when it comes to positive self-talk for my daughter is that 
I'm a black woman in America. I'm raising a black girl, a young black girl in America. And we are the most disrespected, the, you know, the most um, unrepresented, um, you know, we, we're treated with, and this is by any, anybody, any race, any sex in America. We are at the lowest point of the totem pole as far as like respect goes. And the last thing I want for her to do is to seek approval or validation from others when it comes to her worth. And that goes for me, that goes for her dad, that goes for anybody in her life, that goes for, you know, our future partners, I teachers. I don't ever, I don't want my child to leave this house thinking that she is unable to do the things that she wants to do, thinking that her dreams and what she desires in life is not hers because she wasn't taught to believe that. It's my job as a parent to teach my child that she can have anything in her reach and beyond. And if I'm the one who is putting negative self-talk into her brain, into her mental space, then when she grows up to be if she were, if that were happening and she grew up to be someone or a woman who struggled with things like that, who struggled with accepting herself as she is, believing that she can do more and acknowledging her worth. If she grew up not doing, not being that way, that would, I would take it personal as a parent. Like I would feel like that I missed the mark. So to avoid my daughter having to go through years of trying to figure this out on her own, I want to give her the blueprint. I want to give her the example of that she can do anything and that she can be anything. And if I have to be repetitive and if it's annoying to other people, so what? Mind your business, you know? Mind the business that pays you. Like, it's just it's just one of those things where people are going to have to get over it. And I know that sounds crazy, but trust and believe there are people out there who think that it's ridiculous to give children positive self-talk. They think that it's oh, like it's overdoing it. And there's no such thing as pouring into your child in a positive way like that. There's no such thing as too much. So just as a recap, you know, why it's important to give your child positive self-talk. It builds confidence in them. It improves their attitude. They're more, like, they're more likely to be happier people. It promotes self-love. It helps to cope with stress. Allows for taking risks. You know, your child won't be, you know, fearful of everything. It encourages motivation that they can get up and do it. And lastly, it helps them work through tough things, hard challenges. So if you are a new parent or a parent, a person who's been a parent for a long time and you feel like you struggle with positive self-talk for your kids, I really hope that this episode was helpful. I hope that you learned something from it, that you gained something from it. If you are doing something cool in a way to promote positive self-talk for your kid, please share that with me in the comments. I'd love to keep the discussion going. And until next time, mommies, bye.